I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm super, super excited to have our next guest here. We have Raina Kumra, who's the founder and CEO of Spicewell, and Spicewell is a brand new company. So thrilled to have her come join us because, as you know, we love having founders on here and we really love to hear about their journey. And Raina is just getting started, not just getting started in her career. She's had this amazing, amazing career and she's dabbled in lots and lots of different things from activism to entrepreneurship. And Spicewell is really game-changing in the spice industry. So Rhina's background is incredible and unique. She's been a media and marketing expert. She had done some work on the Biden-Harris transition team overseeing U.S. global media technology strategy for Voice of America, Radical Free Europe, Radio Free Asia. I didn't even know all this about you, by the way. Rhina Rhina (laughs) and I know each other too. And she's just this amazing, amazing, you know, resource for early stage technology companies. Uh, She's also an investor too. She's an investor with uh, The Fund, which is an early stage venture fund. So Really, really thrilled to hear her go hang a shingle and and start this company that she saw this hole in the market and knew how to solve it. And so welcome, Rhina. Thank you, Kara. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here and getting to chat with you. Um, I love this podcast. Oh, thank you. Well, super, super excited. So explain Spicewell and the mission. So Spicewell is the world's first nutrient-dense salt and pepper, and I have added 21 vitamins and minerals, about 10% of your daily recommended intake of these vitamins in about a half teaspoon serving. And it's also Ayurvedic, and it also has adaptogens. So the pepper is blended with turmeric, and which is a very powerful ancient recipe for anti-inflammation. And the salt has a little bit of ashwagandha in it, which helps your body deal with stress. And I just sort of looked at salt and pepper, and it's something that has not been really innovated on in about a century since we added iodine to it. And it's something that I know everyone eats and drinks with every day. So I thought, hey, this is really something that needs an innovation. And I would like to be the person that brings it to the market. Well, they are so tasty as well. So you you can cook with them. And it's just this amazing, amazing product. So tell me a little bit more about your background. So who was little Rhina? (laughs) <laughs> Little Rhina was a uh, introvert who always had her head in a book um, as often as possible. And I loved learning. I loved reading. And I loved also not necessarily having to talk to people. So that was part of oh part of like this shyness. And then somewhere 
you know, I learned to be an extrovert and I really learned to enjoy all of the great, wonderful things that happen from just talking to people all day. <laughs> so I've, I've done a total 180 on that. What did you think you were going to be when you grew up? Well, like every Indian kid, you are told that you are going to be a doctor. So, you know, you rehearse it. And every time you were asked, what are you going to be? The answer is a doctor. And what's kind of funny about this is like coming full circle after a whole career in tech, I feel like what I'm doing with Spice, well, obviously I'm not a doctor. It's as close as I can possibly get to helping in the healthcare industry, which is through food and healthier food. But um, in many ways, it has been something that's really important to me to always try to help people and make them healthier. When I was a little kid, I was always making little potions and I was always trying to create medicines. And I was, you know, taking peppermint leaves out of the backyard and making a tincture um, and, you know, telling my mom that it was going to help her stomach. I don't know. I don't know what I was doing, but there's some probably like mitochondrial DNA information somewhere in my system that tells me what to do on this stuff. That's awesome. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in the Bay Area. So first in San Jose and then uh, moved to Los Altos and Los Gatos. Oh, that's awesome. Total Bay Area kid. Very awesome. So do you think it was your mom who was kind of sharing a little bit about, you know, just plant medicine and natural healing overall? Yeah, it was definitely my mom and it was 100% my grandma. Um, So there's all of these amazing things that Indian women just know and they do. And I learned it when I was a kid, you know, like if you have a stomach ache, you take these seeds and you boil them and then you drink a tea out of them and all of your stomach ache issues are, are over. Any digestive issue is over. And how often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on. 
helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Thinking about what's for dinner, but you haven't had a minute to even think about it before now? Well, let's not make that mistake again. I have a tip for you. Factor. Stress-free, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, just perfect for spring and summer yumminess. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready-to-eat in just two minutes or less. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options keto, vegan, veggie, or calorie smart, Factor has you covered. Discover more than 60 add-ons every week too, like breakfast and on-the-go lunch choices, snacks and beverages now too. Stay fueled and feel good all day long with whatever they are creating over at Factor for you. And the best part, each meal is ready to eat in just two minutes or less. And who wouldn't want that? Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Get started today and fuel up for your spring and summer goals. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash golden50 and use code golden50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code golden50 at factormeals.com slash golden50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's code GOLDEN50 at factormeals.com slash GOLDEN50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. And, you know, a lot of properties of ginger, a lot of properties of turmeric, and a lot of the spices that we use in everyday Indian cooking were just part of daily life. They were also part of daily medicine. So Hmm. if you had a bruise, you would make a patch out of turmeric and put it on that bruise and it would heal faster. So there was things that I picked up definitely just from, you know, being Indian and growing up in a household that understood Ayurveda. But where I really found that it came back in full force for me, because I forgot all about it, Mm Um, was when I had kids and I didn't want to give them over the counter time. I didn't want to put red dye in them when they were sick. I, um, I just wanted to find a better way to treat them. And I went right back into the kitchen instead of the medicine cabinet. And I pulled cures out of my pantry and out of my garden. And that's sort of when it began. I, you know, I had kids five, like five, five and eight year olds. So a while ago, so I've been kind of toying with plant medicine again in a, in a different format. So interesting. So you will come back to Spicewell in a minute, but you, so you left the Bay area, uh, you ventured off to, uh, did you work right after or did you go straight to business school? 
Uh, no, I've actually never been to business school. Oh, I um, <laughs> I, for some reason, I thought you did. So join the club here. I mean, I'm so glad. I know. I'm so glad I give off that uh, that vibe. But um, no, when I was 17, I was I was about to go to Berkeley or UCLA, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to go to film school. And then I just on a fluke checked off another box on the general app for Boston University, just thinking, you know, I'm. I've grown up in California. I've never left California. What about potentially going far away? I love and, that. And then I just, I went and visited. I loved it. And I was like, that's it. I'm leaving. I'm going as far as I possibly can from the Bay Area and ended up at BU in the College of Communications studying film and television production. And I loved it. And then I was on the East Coast ever since. So I stayed, I stayed Boston. I graduated a year early. Then I went to New York and I enrolled at NYU's ITP, where I learned a lot more about technology and media. And then I went to Harvard for a year, but not for business school, for design school. And I was the I was the technical person in the urban planning and architecture side of things. So 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 cool. Totally random education. And what did you think you were going to do with that? Um, so I had aspirations to really f- help uh, the built environment with digital media. So that was sort of where my head was at the time. Uh, and I, you know, before 9-11, I was very convinced I was going to be a video installation artist. I've always loved art and design. I've always loved immersive environments, creating worlds um, and just creating because the through line for everything I've done has been creativity. Um, but what's great and very practical was after 9-11, I ended up working on a documentary for Cantor Fitzgerald. And that documentary brought me into advertising. I worked at Bartle Bogle Hegarty under the infamous Cindy Gallup, who was my first boss. I and did not know that. Oh. I was very lucky. Yes, love her. Um, she definitely taught us a lot. And, um, and then I went on to RGA to be an interaction designer working on Nike. And then I moved to White and Kennedy, where I was running digital for uh, the New York agency and working on all sorts of big brands that you've heard of. <laughs> Amazing. That's so great. And then you went into uh, the Obama that you worked on in the Obama yeah. administration. Well, and then- Exactly. I couldn't, I think this happens to a lot of people who spend more than a decade in advertising is that you realize that you have amazing skills, but maybe you don't want to sell any more shoes and Cokes. (laughs) You just want to do something else with those skills. And the, um, the state department, uh, opportunity, which came off the heels of me doing a complete 180, moving to Africa and starting a solar training nonprofit called light up Malawi, um, was a great opportunity. And that actually happened via a conversation with Katie Stanton, who has always been like such a good luck charm in my life. And she's like, Hey, you know, they need people like you in the state department. You should totally talk to this guy. And she connected me and then I got a job. (laughs) That's absolutely incredible. And what do you think you, do you feel like that was an instrumental point in your life where you started to really think about making a difference? I mean, I feel like in Spicewell, it's not just about doing spices and, and like, yeah. you're really trying to turn the world on to 
helping them. And, and I feel like when I hear about your journey, you have incredible experience, but I also feel like there's this need that you have to really help people, which by through products, through great things that you know how to do. And so yeah, I uh, think that's what was eating at me during the last couple of years of my advertising career. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny because the gateway drug for me was working on the one campaign um, with this incredible group of people and, you know, with an incredible mission. And it was a pro bono client for Wyden. And I just like fell into it. And it was like, I love this. Oh my gosh, we could do so much. We could really cure diseases. We could really work on, you know, really getting so much money into onto the table for things that matter. Um, and so that, that was like a good precursor, sort of a test testing ground to see how my skills that I could port over from the world of commerce could actually help solve a true juicy problem. And then after that point, anything I did had to have the the bifurcated goals of both being commercially successful and being really good and shifting the world forward. Between running multiple businesses, including recording the Kara Golden Show, I know how hard it can be to keep it all together. And when it comes to administrative tasks like running payroll, you want to do it as quickly and efficiently as possible. Luckily, this episode's sponsor, Gusto, helps you handle payroll in just a few clicks. In fact, three out of four customers say it takes 10 minutes or less to run payroll with Gusto. Time saved to record another interview or start another business. Gusto helps with the harder stuff too, like filing taxes, compliance, international contractor payments, and more. They also offer a wide range of health and financial benefits so that you can have all of the info you need to make the right decisions for you and your team. In today's busy world, making your life easier is the name of the game. With Gusto, everything you need to pay, manage, hire, and support your great team is in one place. And just for our listeners, Gusto's offering three free months at gusto.com slash Kara. That's gusto.com slash Kara. Going back to Spicewell, so what's been the most surprising thing? You're just getting going, by the way. We're not in stores, not in retail stores yet. Uh, you can go on to the website, Spicewell, and uh, order it. But what do you think has been the most surprising thing? Because this is really, you've seen, you've invested in a lot of startup companies. You've yeah. worked for amazing advertising companies, but also seen the way that companies like Nike do things. I mean, definitely you've had an incredible experience, but what do you think is the main thing that you've seen that's really surprised you? I think there's there's two things. So we're, we're only two months in market. So we were literally a newborn infant of a, of a company. Um, and so the learnings are coming very fast and, um, and they're, and they're great from, you know, from storytelling to, you know, what, which platforms are, you know, are we getting a lot of traction from, I mean, definitely after IDFA, nothing is working on anything meta related. So we are, we are pulling out of there. That was, that was a quick, quick learning. But I think the most critical learnings for me were before we launched and even before I started the company, when I was just still messing around with the idea. Um, And it was 
so clear to me how much I was in my own way. And I, I reflect on this because when I read your book, while I was sort of in that phase of like, am I going to do this? Am I not going to do this? And you gave me so much courage just listening to your story. And I highly recommend this book to anyone who is even thinking about starting a company and feeling any level of fear. Like it was just so good. I felt so not alone. I knew that there were other people who've been on this journey and just had to jump in and try something. So there was two things that were a big insight. One, I had to really sit down and talk to myself about what is it like, what are the moments that I am happiest in my career? Is it working for someone else or is it starting something? And it was all again about creativity, but more importantly, unbridled creativity and unchecked creativity, which means I had to be in charge. So that was, that was realization one. The happiest times in my career have been when I've been in charge. And realization two was that I, thought I was a tech person. And so I had really railroaded myself into, you are a tech and media person. Anything else is not a career option for you. And I had like had this conversation that was really holding me back from doing something incredible. And I almost didn't do it because I was just like, but that's not my identity. Yeah. No, totally. And I think like, that's the danger that when you start getting experience in one industry, other people view you as being in tech and then suddenly you think you can't do anything else. Yeah. Right. Yeah, You're exactly. just, you convince yourself and it's a bizarre thing. I, I was there. I mean, I know when mm-hmm. I was at AOL, I kept thinking I need to go look for a job in tech. And then suddenly I thought, okay, it's going to be hard. Maybe it's harder for people to understand that I can have different interests and I can go and, do something else, but I just need to convince myself and I need to believe it myself that I can go do it. And, um, so I get it. I've, I've been there. You know, you know, it's, it's not easy because the world does really like putting you in a box mm-hmm. being like, Oh, you're that person who, you know, went to business school and does this one thing, right? No, totally. <laughs> and I think that that is, that is definitely the case. And the most interesting people for me are the ones like you, Rhina, who ju- who try different things, right? And recognize that th- you liked pieces of this, you didn't like pieces of this. So I'm uh, I'm super excited for you on on this journey. So mm-hmm. around 92 percent of Americans currently have a vitamin deficiency. Read that mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. largely due to the food that they're eating. Why do you believe that Spicewell can help solve some of these problems for people? Okay. So we are all walking around with some vitamin deficiency because, and this goes into like a whole movement around an activism sort of stance around how we grow our food, uh, the soil in which it is grown, the lobbies that control how the government spends its money um, and on which crops get grown and which ones don't. And the sheer fact that USDA, FDA have a very long list of grass, which are generally regarded as safe chemicals that are allowed in our food. So even the purest organic broccoli that we eat today, if you ate as healthy as you possibly could, it is not, it doesn't have the same level of magnesium that it used to because it used to get that from the soil. Hmm. So now we are low on magnesium. 
because we're not getting it from the fruits and vegetables that we were getting it from before. And so, okay, great. So we have this wonderfully billion dollar, trillion dollar uh, pharmaceutical and supplement industry. And they really capitalize on it. And it's just this like horrible cycle of eating poorly uh, poorly nutritive food, which then leads to chronic disease, which then takes you into medication and supplements. And all we're doing is this horrible cycle. And so how do you break that cycle is by eating better and not just supplementing your vitamins, but eating it with your food, which improves your digestion and improves the absorption of these minerals. So the reason why spice well is not in a pill form and never will be is because we need to eat our vitamins with food. And that is how our body will process them. And also all of these vitamins are sourced from plants. They are not from a lab, which for a lot of people who I've explained this to were like, oh, I didn't know that vitamins came from vegetables. Well, and it's not regulated. (laughs) Supplement industry isn't regulated at all. Yeah. So that's a whole other piece. It's not regulated. It's not regulated. So it's just, it's better for your body to eat plant-based vitamins and there's a buildup over time, especially around some of the adaptogens. So the other ingredients in spice well, the turmeric, if you, and there's many studies on this, if you have turmeric every day for eight weeks straight, you start to really improve all of the anti-inflammatory functions in your body. And so you really start to fight that inflammation that comes from eating bad food, packaged goods, all of the things that we we might have a mild reaction to, but they build up over time. So it's helping to mitigate some of what is a bad cycle that we're all in because of the way we eat and because of the way our food is regulated in the U.S. And it's just my contribution to fighting against big food and big pharma. I love it. So it's part education. Yes. Obviously, great products that you can uh, throw in on your chicken. I mean, it's like, it's, yeah. it's amazing. So it, it tastes really, really good. So can you share a story a, about a challenge that you had or maybe a failure? You're too soon in this. And it could be with Spicewell because it's so early, early on where you felt like you were just, I don't know if I can do this, right? Like you're, you're really struggling, you know, to try and figure out, is this the right thing for me to do? Yeah. Well, I thought everything was really cruisy. You know, I'm like doing my product development. I started in my kitchen, then I worked with a food scientist and we got it all formulated. We got the the vitamin levels where we wanted them. We got the costs where we wanted, like I got sort of so much stuff done so quickly. Um, So it just felt like it was really smooth and really fast. And then the biggest snag that I hit that I thought I could not overcome was packaging. It's insane. And I have no idea because I've never done a CPG product before. Uh, I had never really had to work on this level of operations. And the funny thing I always tell people is like, I'm so used to pixels and bits in my whole career. Everything has been like moving pixels around and moving bits and moving money around electronically. And this is so different because these are atoms. And atoms do not obey the way you want them to. And so I was like, I do not know how to solve some of these problems. I don't have the connections 
I don't know the people. I don't know the good guys. I don't know the bad guys. It's not at all like where, you know, I can walk into a room in a tech conference and be like, okay, I know exactly who I need to talk to for what. Um, And so the packaging thing is just like, it's amazing how bad the packaging industry is Mm -hmm. and how much they just push you to the worst possible environmental packaging option because it's the cheapest. Everything, you know, from China, because this was during COVID, everything that was coming from overseas, I was like not touching. So I was very fixated on finding uh, packaging suppliers in the U.S. that could also do what I wanted, which was compostable or recyclable packaging. Smart. And I, you know, something I thought was only going to take me two, maybe four weeks, took like eight to 12 weeks. So it was just amazing what a snag that was. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot. And so you do everything in the U.S. on the packaging. Yeah. 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 Actually, we do everything in Southern California, except for our pouches, which are compostable and are manufactured overseas. Yeah. But the rest of it is all all packaged in California and paper, you know, 100% paper for our sachets and our shaker tubes, which I'm really proud of, are also uh, paper. Paper. That's great. Well, I think like that's the one thing that I've heard people it's been the biggest shift, I think, since COVID started was that people are really trying to get their supply chain as local as possible. And, um, you know, definitely at Hint, we were always doing that. We, but yeah. I think we had uh, the founder of Barabi on a, a few weeks ago, and she was talking about how her costs for shipping had gone up like five or six times. I mean, a pallet uh, from India was five grand and now it's 30. I mean, it's just insane, like how much costs have gone up. And it's really, it, you know, it's hard. It's hard to, especially when you're a small company and you're oh just trying gosh. to make sense of everything. It's yeah. just, it's, it's real. So I think it's really smart to get things as local as possible, especially in the beginning, um, as you're trying to figure things out and figure out costs a lot better. So, well, that's, I mean, so amazing what you've been working on. So when can we see Spice? Well, you said you're focusing on the online business right now, primarily. Yeah. And then um, probably not stores until 2023. Well, we're in we're in a few small stores um, that have been like really supportive partners. So Farm Shop uh, here in Santa Monica, they're going to bring it up to Marin too. And then Yay. yeah, and I think like 2023 is probably good. I really want to use this year to learn as much as possible and also grow our communities. We you know people are. We're just at that point where the first orders are coming back and reordering and like, they're, you know, we're starting to build some fanaticism. And I, I really want to have uh, our people behind us before we, we go into retail. So right now, best thing, like the best way, as you know, to support a new business is to buy them from direct or from Amazon in our case, too. And, uh, and write reviews. Those yeah. are so critical right now. No, and your reviews and your social are great. So it's, uh, <laughs> you're doing an awesome job. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Rhina. Really appreciate it. Sarah. And where do people find Spicewell? It's just Spicewell.com? TheSpicewell.com. TheSpicewell.com. Okay. And you can also find us on Amazon, but you have to search with us with quote marks. 
So quote Mark Spicewell, quote Mark. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So, and thanks everybody for listening. Uh, definitely subscribe to the Kara Golden channel so you hear from great founders and CEOs like Rhina. And please support Spicewell. Uh, go to thespicewell.com and purchase some of her incredible spices. You will love them. And like I said, they're great to put on salads. They're great to cook with them. They're just really, really terrific. And definitely give this episode five stars uh, and giving us ratings definitely helps the algorithm. So I try and share that with everybody and definitely check out Kara Golden on all social platforms as well. And definitely pick up a copy of my book or go to Audible and grab it if you haven't already. (laughs) There's so many challenges in my journey. I I love hearing other people's challenges, as you all know, um, because I think we all learn from the challenging times. And the more uh, we can hear about those, the better we become as leaders, as founders, as CEOs, as people. So thank you so much, Rhina, for coming on. And Thank uh, you, Kara. Yeah, totally. So great to be here. Goodbye for now, everybody. And we'll see you here every Monday, Wednesday, and we're going to be adding an extra day very, very soon. So thanks again, everyone. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening.